Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our first reading is from Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Our next reading is from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 18 through 22. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey. When God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight, persons, were saved through water, and baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. Our last reading is from Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We begin a new series for Lent. In this one, we're going to be talking about promises. We see the idea of a covenant, a promise, both failing and being renewed as part of our readings during Lent. This is also a time for us to renew our covenant with God within us, a time that we take to focus in on our own actions, a time to reflect 
on our lives as we reflect on the sacrifice made so that we may live. This week, we begin with a few familiar readings, and they do all link together. In our gospel reading, we have Jesus being baptized by John in the Jordan, and then he goes and spends his 40 days in the wilderness in preparation for his ministry. And Jesus comes out of the wilderness ready to begin his ministry to spread the good news. The kingdom of God has come near. The time is at hand. And our Old Testament reading for today brings us the great flood with Noah. And we have the aftermath of that flood. And I think it's interesting because in the aftermath we get a promise that never again will everything be wiped out. And I think the symbolism of the flood is great here because its use is twofold. A reading from 1 Peter reflects on baptism and its connection to the flood. That the flood was to wash the world clean and baptism is that we may be washed clean, not removing dirt, but an appeal to God to receive a good conscience through Jesus Christ. Now, for me, the interesting thing was the idea that this promise after the flood is one that basically says trying to remove sin from the world by removing the people will only work if all the people are removed. If we read the account of Noah, it doesn't take long before trouble stirs up again after the flood. Maybe not to the degree that it was right away, but it really doesn't take long before there are big problems once again. And I see the flood as a symbolic story. The flood helps to show that getting rid of some people to get rid of sin doesn't work. That our brokenness isn't just a problem of wiping out all the bad people, so to speak. Because you can only do that if you remove all the people. That because we are humans and we are flawed, that we will sin. And that the covenant made is never again will everyone be wiped out. We're going to find a different way to do this. This is a new beginning. And we start with this promise that never again will this happen. We see the idea of a new beginning also in our gospel reading, that the baptism that Christ receives begins his public ministry and marks a new beginning with a new covenant. As I was reflecting on this, thinking about this promise of never again and of a new beginning, I thought about the way that repentance works for us, that we aren't called to become perfect people. Far from it. That we aren't called to simply never sin again on our own. It never seems to work out. Is that the goal? Yes. Is that achievable on our own? No. And I think it's important that we recognize that because often we throw everything on ourselves. That we're supposed to fix everything. That we're supposed to do everything and we know it doesn't work that way. We need other people. We need Christ. But the idea that we get from today's readings is that those flaws can't just be wiped out. But that God has a plan. And that was for us to be given a new way to become clean. That if the earth could not be washed clean from sin without removing the people, then the people must be washed clean. 
And this promise is a two-way street, that we are offered a new beginning, but we have to accept it. The promise that I think of during Lent is the promise that we can be saved, that we are worth saving, that we can appeal to God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ to be made whole, to be made complete, that Christ came to give us a new beginning, to always offer us a new beginning, that he would take on our sins as he took on our flesh, and he would die for our sake, that we would understand and know the love of God, the steadfast love that endures forever. And we will be discussing all of this as we get further in to Lent. I wanted to reflect on this because Lent is a time for us to reflect on our own actions in our own lives and to be able to look at what we're doing and think about what it is we want to change and how it is we want to change and what we can do to make that happen. And it starts with an appeal to God for a new beginning in our own lives. Not that we need to have our whole life completely wiped off the map. That we need a flood to drain everything away. No, not that. We ask that we be reminded of God's presence in our lives. That we be reminded of the Holy Spirit's influence. That we be reminded of Christ's sacrifice that we may live. That we don't have to take on 40 days in the wilderness to face temptation because Christ did it for us. That we don't have to die for our sins because Christ did it for us. But that we appeal to Christ to guide us and lead us so that we may discover the life that God has ready for us. Over the next few weeks, we will be talking about patience, salvation, justice, and how God promises things that will be forever. And we'll be linking these things together as we journey to the cross. So as we think of the promise of Lent, we know where it ends and that it ends in a new beginning. Because we know how the story will unfold. And we will see Christ die on the cross. And normally that would be the end of any story. Just the same as flooding the world to get rid of all the people would be the end of the story. But it's not. Because following death on the cross comes the resurrection. Following despair comes hope. And it is the hope that we cling to. And it is in that hope that we have every new beginning. So it is in that hope that we look inward. I hope that all of us over these next few weeks will be able to look inward and reflect on what it is that we are wanting to keep doing and what it is we need to stop doing. That we let this time be a reflection, a time where we focus in and ask God for the help that we need for a new beginning. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm always in need of a new beginning. Always in need of Christ to wash me clean, to lift me up, to give me hope, to make me whole. I have yet to find a time when I am not in need of that. Because I know I will not always make the best decisions. But I know there's a promise that I can always try to 
again. That every end is a new beginning. That even when it seems like it has to be the grand finale, God's always there with something more. Christ is always there to offer us his hand in love. And so when I think about the promise of a new beginning, I don't just think about a promise never to be destroyed. I see that promise as one that says God doesn't want to wipe us out, so God is going to find a way to make you whole. God doesn't want to put an end to you, so God is going to find a way that you can always have a new beginning. And we see that on Christ's journey to the cross. So in these 40 days, I pray that we may all reflect on the life that we are living. Pray on the things that we'd like to keep doing and the things we'd like to change. And that we may more completely welcome Christ into our lives. As we remember this journey, one full of ups and downs, full of triumph and tragedy, but one that always has hope. Let us take that hope and remember our own new beginnings as we remember the promises of Lent. As we remember the love of God the Father, sacrifices made by Christ the Son, that we may always be guided by the Holy Spirit. Amen.